0: Welcome to Talking Dudes, Season Three, Episode Thirty Four. I'm Jonathan,
1: and I'm Adam.
0: So, how are you, Jonathan? I'm a bit on the sleepy
1: side. Yeah, yeah. You look sleepy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll try not to drool in the microphone. It might cause problems.
1: Nah, yeah, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> how about you? How are you doing?
1: Uh, well, I've just I've just spent the last couple of hours trying to do research on TVs and projectors, and I. I'm not sure what to do. I may need your help on that later.
0: Okay is there Is there a particular question you have on TVs
1: versus projectors? Uh, Yeah. Well, well, the first question is TVs versus projector, and I'm kind kind of leaning towards a projector right now. I think I think I can get one bright enough where it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't have to be completely dark in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, so what I'll say is is yeah. I mean, I think you, you kind of, that's, that's the main point is is how bright is it in the room that you're looking at? And yeah, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, I, I would almost always go with a TV over a projector just cause it's less complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you don't have to worry usually about a bulb burning out every few thousand hours or anything like that. So, you know, projector yeah. life is a interesting one.
1: Yeah. I think, I think one of the reasons I like a projector is, I can get it bigger for cheaper Mm -hmm. and when we're not using it, it can go away. Like the, the projector screen can roll back up because it's going to be in, I don't know, a room that we were originally calling the library because it has a fireplace and we kind of wanted to just have books there and be kind of a place to hang out and read. And so I don't really want this TV. We've never really liked the idea of having a big TV just on all the time or even just visible all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Another thing is, our, the reason I'm looking for a TV is our last TV broke in the winter, and so we've been we've been without a TV since the winter. It's now almost it now is August, and wow. uh, I, I I'm also afraid of the if I get a, an expensive TV of it breaking again because like that that can just happen with kids and throwing things and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean projectors might be even more fragile is <laughs> the only thing i would say to that uh, okay but um but I mean, it would be like is...
1: up on the tv and actually kind of behind kind of behind a dip in the ceiling if that makes sense there's like there's like this line across the ceiling where the air conditioning duct is running through i guess so oh. it actually would feel pretty protected there okay okay that could work yeah okay well assuming i go with a projector then I'm trying to figure out how to hook everything up. Cause then it re- it requires like running wires through walls. And and then I'm like, how do I get the sound to work correctly? And I want to hook maybe two or three things up to it, like an Xbox an Apple TV. You know, maybe I want to plug my iP- iPad into it or something, or maybe I don't cause I could do airplay. And so, you know, a lot of projectors, they have built in sound, which I don't want to use. No. It's not going to be good. <laughs> like, if it's a portable projector and you don't want to take a speaker with you, okay, sure. Right. Um, right. So some of them have built-in Bluetooth. I don't know if that's good. Like Bluetooth for you're, Bluetooth You're going to have
0: audio delays. Yeah, so I, that.
1: I didn't really want that. And I heard of, I heard of some people plugging in like a Bluetooth dongle if the projector doesn't support Bluetooth. But again, same thing. And And you also have a dongle hanging off of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the easy way to do it in this day and age is um, you can just use like an HDMI switcher, right? So like an
1: audio extractor, HDMI switcher, right? That's what I was, that's what I was settling on.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's certainly one option. But what I was going to say is, is basically you run one HDMI cable to the projector. Yeah. And then basically you're plugging everything into like a switcher. And so then you can either have like a remote that like there's yeah. different kinds. Like,
1: yeah, I saw some that um, it ha- has a remote where you can push the button on the thing or it can just automatically switch to whatever's on.
0: Right. Which, you know, works as long as you don't have. I mean, I don't think you do have like a game. Co- like some people have game consoles or like DVRs or things that like are yeah, we, have always X- on.
1: we have an Xbox one. Mm-hmm. Is that always on? I think uh, it goes into
0: like a sleep mode. It de- yeah, it depends on your power settings and whatnot,
1: but yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it wouldn't be a big deal to do use that remote, but I was like drawing out a diagram of everything and I would end up with so many remotes. So first off, the projector remote and then the HDMI switcher remote and then Xbox controllers and then Apple TV controller and then possibly another one for sound.
0: Yeah, and you could, uh, you could simplify a lot of that with just getting a Logitech Harmony remote, which is really know. slick because it has like an iPhone app. So you don't even need like a remote remote. Oh, Obviously, cool. that's not going to solve the Xbox issue, but that I, should I be mean, the only thing.
1: You need that. <laughs> it, it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want
1: to play Xbox on a, a TV remote.
0: It would be a little weird, a little weird.
1: Okay. So, well, okay. Then what about the sound? Because I was looking into, I don't want to run a bunch of speakers and do surround sound. I mean, surround sound would be nice, but so I looked into like a sound bar or just like one thing Mm -hmm. that I could have above the fireplace, but trying to figure out how to hook that up because
0: yeah, a lot of the times what you would have is a, I honestly don't know in the new, new day and age, if it's changed at all, but at least in the old day and age, the way it used to work was you'd have a, it's called like an optical out. Um, and so Mm -hmm. it's called a SP diff cable. Oh, and, uh, basically this,
1: like you can get that, sp diff output or whatever from the HDMI switcher slash audio extractor, right? So like and audio, that. audio would still go to the projector, so I'd have to mute the projector or like Correct. plug it or like plug something in to the mm-hmm. audio, so it just thinks it's hook connected. Um, yeah, so it has that audio yeah. output from the HDMI extractor. I have to run that through the wall right above the fireplace, but I think the sound bar also needs power. Yeah,
0: it, it probably would.
1: Yeah. And so don't. I guess I would have to run along with that audio cable I have to run power through there. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds that that makes me feel better cuz that's all of that is essentially what I was coming to the conclusion of.
0: Yep. I'd say you researched well.
1: Um I do have you ever run cables through a wall or ceiling?
0: I hate doing it. I've uh I do so have. I've I've been a part of it before and I, I I, I do not enjoy that process.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it because I have to go. I, I think I have to go across some beams, or across some.
0: I mean, you probably don't have a whole lot of option other than drilling some holes through beams and stuff, so you can you know yeah. run your cables through. It's either that, or if you're willing to have exposed cables, you can just you know use some little J hooks or something, hmm. or that
1: that plastic plastic covering stuff
0: yeah and i've used a solution too um like i'm sure you're familiar with like those like uh big staple gun type things yeah so they make they make those that with staples that will uh are for specifically for running cables and so i've done that a number of times as well Mm, but the cable is exposed but it looks you can run it like you know for instance, like along like the edge of like a door frame or if you have crown molding, you can run it along the edge of your crown molding um, yeah. and it doesn't look too bad or along your baseboard even. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's going to be noticeable.
1: tricky because this uh, e- either way, both of those methods are going to be a little tricky to get get the cables to the soundbar because it's it's like a decorative thing around the fireplace, like all the way to the ceiling. So mm. like if even if I try to run it along the fireplace, it that it's like a column it's like actually like three layered columns next to the fireplace so i I'd, I'd maybe have to go all the way up to the ceiling i don't know i might just have to cut across might have to like paint the paint the cable or something to make it the same color
0: <laughs> yeah or another option is potentially just move it to a different wall
1: yeah i don't i don't know if that's an option really well it it is but i think we really want it there yeah uh that's gonna be a project i'm also yeah. like i'm I, I was wondering if i was just way overthinking this because i was like 4k and what if i want to hook this thing up in the future and all, all of these all of these future possibilities i was like should i get a 4k switcher and it's like no the projector doesn't even support 4k well it's it depends upon what
0: the cost is it's probably worth it to get a 4k switcher just depending
1: yeah, on it's only like $10 more, like 35 instead of 25. Yeah.
0: If it was me, I would spend the 10 bucks. Cause yeah. like, you never know, but what you but know I'm in not, the future you decide. It's not worth
1: it to get a, a 4k Apple TV. I don't, I'm not even convinced it's worth it to get a regular Apple TV. Yeah. Cause I, the 4k one's like a hundred dollars more.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why specifically you're looking at Apple TV. Whenever you can get a Roku for like 20 bucks,
1: <laughs>
0: it'll do the exact same thing as an Apple TV.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll do the exact same thing except for a couple of things which are not really important. Yeah, but I so. think they I think Roku's even do AirPlay now. Yeah, they which do. That that used to be like the big thing, but it's not a big deal anymore. Lots of things do AirPlay. Mhm. Um, no, I'm only looking at it cuz I just I just like it. I'm not I'm probably not going to spend the money on it. Yeah. Unless there was something just something you really really important thing that you could only do on it.
0: Right, right. That's fair.
1: Alright, thanks for helping me fix fix my problems.
0: Yeah. Well, how has your uh iOS development skill development been going?
1: Uh yeah, pretty good. I it's been a little bit on hold as I've gotten the upstairs ready. And I'm happy to announce it I've I signed a lease on the upstairs. Uh oh, very good. Yeah.
0: Have the people like moved in yet or not yet?
1: Uh not yet. Okay. okay. They'll be they'll be moving in about 5 days.
0: I guess you're going to find out how soundproof it is between the floors.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, I I did a little test recently where there was something really loud happening, but it was all the way downstairs, not on the middle floor. And I could just barely hear it all the way upstairs. Just just barely, like in one spot that's kind of the closest spot to it. So that made me feel better, but I feel really, really good about getting it done. It's it took a lot longer than expected because I w- really wanted to get it rented out the beginning of June. Instead, it's the beginning of August. But hell two months. I mean, that's not bad.
0: I, that's the thing with anything that involves like home projects is they they always take longer than what you think and cost more than what you think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the nature of it.
1: Yeah, but I got to practice. Okay. So what happened was I put, I'll get to the iOS thing in a minute. Cause this, this happened first. I I listed it, you know, I, I finished all the renovations. I wrote out the listing. It was really good. I posted it. And then my wife was like, did you, okay. So you thought about what the qualifications are for being able to rent it and uh, like, how are you going to screen people out? And, and I was like, um, what do you mean? And so then I just read a bunch of chapters, or a few chapters from the book on managing re- rental properties, and hmm. I, I and I, I t- immediately took the listing down and read that stuff. And so then I then I figured out what all the qualifications were, and figured out how how I was going to do things when people contact me. What do I do? I don't just let them come see the house. I do. I make them call me. I, I go over some stuff. Make sure they know what the qualifications are and i really um like filtered down a bunch of people
0: yeah and, and like, like and did i realized you, did
1: you a lot of people didn't realize that um it's only the top i was only renting out the top floor so the title of the listing should have been main floor of right right but that's that's the only thing so i got a lot more views on my listing a lot more calls and um people asking to come see it, people asking for the application than then I should have. But um, I actually wrote down some of the numbers. Let's see here. So I had, it, I had it on the market for seven days and I listed it on Zillow, a couple other small sites, KSL and Craigslist. And KSL is the local newspaper. And 21,000 people saw it on Zillow. 21,000 impressions, 687 views.
0: Oh, okay. So like it may have been advertised. Yeah. It it was on the page
1: somewhere for 21,000, but 687 views. I got like 80 messages about it. And, um, I got 10 missed calls, 16 calls that I answered 25 text messages. And then I ended up giving four tours. And out of those four tours, I, I offered all of them an application because they all seemed good. And, uh, only two of them completed it. And I gave one an offer. Very Nice.
0: So did you like do uh like background check or whatever? Like, yeah. like for credit history and all that? So yeah, credit you know, they can pay you.
1: <laughs> credit criminal and uh what's the other one? Evictions. Gotcha. And uh I required three times their income to be three times the rent. Gotcha. Well that's very good. Yep.
0: Nice. Well, the very first call
1: the very first call was someone asking if I accepted um section eight housing. You're like, nope but thanks. I I didn't say Nope. I said one of our qualifications is you have to make three times the rent. (laughs) And what's funny is, well, it's not funny the, the section eight housing would pay pay almost all of the rent, but the, the remaining $500, they didn't even make three times that. Oh yeah. So it was a good experience. Yeah. Always good to
0: learn something new.
1: It was kind of hard for me to, to, like I don't like saying no. I don't like confrontation. So I just had to be firm, like, not not unkind or mean, just just firm. Like this is this is our qualifications.
0: Right, right. Well, very good.
1: Yeah. Okay. So to iOS. Yeah, I've been been able to focus on it more now since that's that's all done, and it's been really fun. I really like it. I'm I'm trying to create a clone of this app I really like called Timery, and then. The other day I realized, you know, what's kind of cool about this is I can just make an app and it can be just for me. Like I don't even have to, I don't even have to make it flexible enough for anyone else. If, if I like it, I can, I can literally hard code values in there that work just for me. And I don't even have to have like a settings page or something. Right. And so I was like, I can make one of those in a day. And, and so over a couple of hours, I. I had this idea for an app when I'm reading, when I'm reading a certain book, there's like certain apps that I want to be able to to use. Like I want to be able to start a timer with timery that has the name of the book that I'm reading as the description. That's just one, one example. I also want to might be, I might want to open up some notes or a mind map and I want it, I want it to jump like directly to that note, not just open up the notes app, but jump directly to that note or open up mind note and jump, don't blah, jump directly to that mind map for that book. And so in a couple of hours, I'll able to make a little thing. And I, I put in the two books that I'm currently reading. And when I tap on that book, it gives me all the links for that book. And one of the links will, it'll run a shortcut to start a timer with that, that book's description. One of the, the links goes to Goodreads. One of them goes to my notes, stuff like that. So like that, that's, that's pretty cool. And I, I could go and, extend it with settings and stuff. And I probably will, because I need to learn how to make a settings page and how to store data instead of just having stuff hard coded. But It's kind of cool to be able to just make something really quick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you create a base and then you can, you know, build off of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've realized more and more that I, I really do love how things look and, and being able to touch what I make and it can be it can be a little finicky, like, oh, that doesn't look r- quite right. You know, I added an animation. Near the very end of building this thing, I, I added an animation and it it doesn't look right. Like it's it's fading in while something else is sliding across it, and that's not that's not the effect I want. But I love that kind of like little little tweaking where I'm I'm sitting there and like making an animate over and over until I figure out what's going on. Sometimes I remember because one of my recent jobs was making visualizations like interactive visualizations for on, on a website. And what I would do sometimes when I was trying to just get like really good polish on what the animation looks like is record, record a video of the screen and then play it back frame by frame. Wow. (laughs) So, but I got pretty good where I could, I could see what was happening in that kind of split second. And most people might not notice that something was a little off about it, right? That's I don't cool. know why. I, I I enjoy that more than I do whatever other kind of debugging with databases and waking up in the middle of the night when something something happened and data from your queue to your database, blah blah blah. I don't know. I don't. I I don't. I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah sounds like uh you really have that like u i passion is like really your yeah your thing, so
1: and I knew I liked it before, but I didn't realize how much I liked it until I was working with full stack backend development and right realized how much I hated it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair, that's fair, well, very good, so I'm curious um if your current house or any of your other houses have you had like a situation where you had like really really tall ceilings where you had to change light bulbs in oh. those locations
1: yeah in my first house it was a, it was a townhouse but it had a really high ceiling with a fan with a light never had to change them i don't no, i don't never think, had to change them huh? i was there for 3 3 years i'm surprised i never had to change it but one thing i did do is I had to I had to get cobwebs out of the corners of the ceiling, and they're really high. Mm-hmm. And so I got this super long extension pole, and you can put different attachments on the end, like a paintbrush, like a paint roller, right? And uh, one of them is this brush, like a a brush with bristle bristles going off in every direction.
0: You use that to I get still, all the cobwebs.
1: Yeah, I still have it, even though my ceiling now is I can touch it, right? <laughs> I can even hit my head on the ceiling in a couple of places. Oh, wow. That's bizarre. Well, well, in the basement, and it was the same in my last house. house's basement, between the kitchen and the living room, it's actually one inch above my head. So that's okay. But in the stairs here, if I'm leaning forward at all, instead of standing straight up, if I'm leaning forward, I can hit my head on the ceiling going down the stairs. Wow. I've done that a couple of times
0: yeah that doesn't feel good i bet no <laughs>
1: no especially i mean i was in a hurry and that's that's kind of why i did it i was sort of yeah. really going for it down the stairs which also made it worse ow yeah
0: yeah so you can see back behind me i bought one of those those extension poles so yeah. i've got to change it's like this terrible situation where the uh so there's a light that basically is directly in between the two floors of the house that like, you know, lights the stairwell. Uh, and so it was the very first light that like went out. And I'm <laughs> like, this is the hardest one by far to replace. So I've got a I've got a project hopefully sometime this week and I'll deal well, with it. it looks it's probably like gonna you... be yeah, go ahead. It's going to be a ladder plus an extension. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I don't think either. I I don't think either one would get it done.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yours looks like a normal pole, but I I have one that looks longer than that, and then it extends out like three times the length.
0: Oh yeah, this one this one extends too. It extends it's a telescoping. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I I I had bought one of those kits before because you know my last place. I had some that were up high, but they weren't like crazy high. And so I was literally just using like an old broom handle, you know, that had the same like uh threaded end. And yeah. so you you know, you could just take off the broom handle, put on the thing, so that you could change the light bulb. What but, kind
1: of thing is it? Is it have like little fingers? Yeah, it's it's fingers. Yeah, it's
0: got like a, a grippy it's it's so it's like a circle. And basically, it's like got springs all over it so that like whenever you push up, it like expands and then closes over it so that you can grip and and get it. And it also came with a uh, suction cup attachment. So Hmm. I I might have to do some experimentation to figure out which one works better. Because one time I did, I wasn't careful enough uh, in my last place, and I actually broke the light bulb inside of the thing because i was like too rough with the one that yeah. like expands so you kind of you just got to be like really delicate about like oh okay not don't just uh. yeah you, know, you gotta you know little little subtlety yeah. thing
1: have you ever had to i mean obviously you have you so you broke the light bulb how did you get it out after that I think I did
0: some, like, super sketchy things, as I recall. I believe what I did was I... Because I, I didn't have a ladder at the time. Yeah. Like, So what I did was I took uh, my roommate's kitchen table plus a chair... Oh, no. And stood on top of that to, like, get up. And I could still, like, barely reach it to get it out. It was... It was not OSHA approved. Not OSHA. Approved. Well,
1: uh one one trick I've used before, I don't know where this was, but someone was like, "Hey, I need help getting this light bulb out, but the light bulb's completely broken. So there's nothing to grab onto." Uh-huh. And what I did was used either a potato or an apple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? You like cut off part of it and then you can like kind of stick the potato up in there enough to get it to turn. Right. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of the same thing with um you ever seen where a a lego minifig's head gets stuck inside of a helmet like a a minifig helmet that can I know. be that can be pretty tough to get out but you can get like a pencil eraser to get it out <laughs> <laughs> nice also reminds me of something interesting i saw at this at this skating rink my son likes to go to they have a high really high ceiling and balloons get stuck up there all the time mm-hmm. and the way the way he they get it down is they have a really long stick and they wrap it with they wrap the end of it with tape, where the sticky side is out, mm-hmm. and then you have to stick it to the string of the balloon. Oh, okay, like, okay. But but between the between the stick and the ceiling is the string, and you stick it hard enough, then you can just pull the pull the thing down. <laughs>
0: I know one trick that they use at like Walmart is they use a water gun. Oh, wait,
1: no. He didn't stick it to the string. He stuck it to the balloon itself, I think. Yeah. you could also just pop See? the balloon. <laughs> yeah, if you but, don't care
0: about the balloon.
1: But <laughs> typically the kids who lost their balloons care.
0: Yeah, they want it back. I get it. I get it. Oh, man. Yeah. So you uh, you just got back recently from Yellowstone, right?
1: Yeah, it was a couple of months ago. It feels it feels like so long ago because it was the first week after school was out and now school's going to start in 2 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember we talked about it on the last episode that I neither of us really knew anything about Yellowstone and I was hoping that there might be some cell service in the park somewhere, but no. No cell service whatsoever. And then, nice. The thing, the thing that I was most worried about was driving this giant motorhome uh-huh. that we that we rented. Right, right. Because we didn't even bring a car at all, so we yeah. we have to bring it in, park in our our spot, and we were we were in a campsite inside the park. And then, whenever we went left for the day, just drive the drive the whole motorhome around and. A fair number of people were doing that, but most people were driving their cars around the park instead. Right. Cars or trucks. But I mean, it was really kind of scary at first when I I got the keys to the thing and I had to drive it home. I, I'd watched some videos on it, but that's kind of it. Like I knew I had to take wide turns and yeah. yeah, but I actually got really used to it. I actually got to where I liked it because in a normal car for me, I can't see stuff as well because the the top of the windshield's kind of low and the rear view mirror is in the way. Like the rear view mirror blocks the right side of an intersection for me. And the the top of the windshield blocks like the top of the car blocks the traffic light when I'm at a when I'm at a red light. I have to bend down to see the red the traffic light. But in this thing I could see everything. Everything. It was amazing. It was funny because it had a rear view mirror on the windshield, even though the only thing I could see was the inside of the motorhome.
0: Yeah, I was like, what 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 point does that serve?
1: But it had a it had a camera on the back. Good, so I could good. always just see what was behind. And I, and honestly, I never really needed it, but at first it made me feel a lot better.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean it helps when I'm backing up, but even when you're backing up, you need someone out there spotting for you, I think. Yeah. Just
0: good safety protocol anyways, yeah. I'd
1: say. Yeah. So I only had two accidents with the motorhome. we one and maybe one, maybe another one. Okay. the 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 first maybe one. I don't. I still really don't know what happened. So in Yellowstone, a lot of people will park along the side of the road, either because the parking lot's full or someone spotted some wildlife, and so everyone just pulls over, right? Or they don't pull over and they just drive really slow and ca- ca- cause traffic. But anyway, I was just driving along, passing all these cars, and all of a sudden I hear this wham. And we had just taken off. And so a lot of times what would happen after we drive off is inevitably something inside the motorhome moves around. This was loud though. I thought I thought something like a table thing had like fallen down and hit hit the side of something. Like it was like wood hitting wood. And I'm like looking around, like what happened? Like, is the fridge door open? Did we shut all the cabinets? Are the doors all shut? Like, what happened? Because so I can't, I can't look back there. My son would usually say, "Oh, this fell," and then we found out that the right rearview mirror was now bit pushed in. Uh oh. <laughs> so, and I, I, I'm like half a mile down the road now, and there's nowhere to turn around. Right. Like there's just there's, there's pullouts occasionally. So I'm, I don't, I don't know what happened. And my wife said she thought she saw like sparkles or like glass or something. And we look and our, our mirror is fine. And she pushes it back out and we're like, what, what, what should we do? Okay. Well, we don't know what, ha- okay. I guess, I guess we don't do anything, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we just slammed, broke someone's rear view mirror without realizing it and knowing what to do. Oh no. <laughs> I felt really bad about it afterwards, but at the time, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it's and they, they it was probably a big truck or a motorhome that didn't pull over, didn't park over to the side far enough, and didn't didn't put their rearview mirror like in. Yeah, didn't put it in. Yeah. So after that, we always made sure we put our rearview mirror in. <laughs> <laughs> and also also a lot of times after that, my wife would pull our rear view mirror in when, when we were passing a bunch of cars.
0: Good policy, good policy.
1: The second, the second accident was when I was pulling in to dump the sewage and, and stuff. And I had already done this before. So I thought I was a pro. And I take the middle lane and for some reason they put metal pipes right on the edge of, on each side of the lane. So that if you, if you hit them, you can't, I guess you can't like hit the, all of the equipment they have there. And so I'm just pulling in and I hear this, bam, like, oh no, that's not good. Well, it turns out it hit, it hit the little thing holding up the awning on the side of the RV. Okay, And I had to, there was some really nice people there that helped me back up and get past it. So I didn't hit the other one as well. Right. And, uh, they gave me, they gave me a twist tie. To hold it on that didn't end up working i ended up using duct tape actually because because later on we were driving down the road and people were like waving at us on the side of the road and Uh-oh. it turns out it was because that thing was just swinging out to the side of our rv as we're going down the road so i had to pull over and duct tape it uh, oh boy turns that one only ended up being a 50 dollar fix so it wasn't too that's bad.
0: not too bad yeah well, how was Yellowstone itself though? <laughs> oh.
1: I mean, driving the motorhome is all you need to know, right? <laughs> uh, th- thankfully, like there were plenty of parking everywhere we went for the motorhome, except for one place we had to park on the road. And the park itself is huge. We you, right. you spend you spend a lot of time driving around. Right. right. And you spend a lot of time in traffic jams. So coming in <sighs> coming into the park, uh let's see. Yeah, so coming into the park, traffic was fine. And and there's just a giant line of cars leaving. And it's because there were a few buffalo on the side of the road on the way out. Mm. I thought that's weird. But one time I had to leave the park to go get gas. And it took me like three hours to get out of the park. And it should have been like 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I got to where you, you see so many buffalo that it's not it's not even remarkable. I don't know why people are constantly stopping and and sometimes they're stopping when there's a pullout right there. So I got, I got to where I thought if you're stopping in the middle of the road or slowing down that much for bison, you haven't been in Yellowstone long enough. You really, wow.
0: You be- you became a Yellowstone snob by the, by the end of it.
1: No, like I immediately didn't care about bison as soon as, as soon as I came in. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I already was a snob to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one time, one time when I was coming back in, um, it actually was really cool because there was a bunch of bison off to the left and people were stopping and, you know, they, they would cross the road occasionally, but you could get past them. And then right before I was about to pass them, they all just decided to stampede across the road and they were coming down from this, this hill crossing the road and going down into a pasture. And that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Didn't see much other wildlife besides that. We did pull over one time and we saw a black bear off in the distance.
0: I don't think you want to get all that close to a black bear, so. No. That, that's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we saw um we saw old faithful. It was pretty cool. Huh. Nice, nice. But maybe more cool than that was Grand Prismatic Springs. Okay. It's Never just, heard of it. It's just this area with hot springs and they have a boardwalk that goes out across it and it's super colorful. It's got reds and oranges and yellows and greens and blues. And so you can go out to it on these boardwalks and you can also go in this longer hike and see it from above looking down at it from a distance. And that's really cool. But it's funny because there are these signs before you go out there telling you how dangerous it is that if you fall in, you can die. And I don't know. It, it it doesn't seem like they warn you enough. You you could you could reasonably walk right past this sign without thinking it was really important for you to read.
0: Hmm. But, and they don't have like rails up. And or?
1: there's no railing. There's no railing. That
0: that seems a bit sketch. Seems well, kind, like there should be
1: railing. <laughs> well, kind of. There's like there's like a two by four board on this on the side of the boardwalk, so you can feel with your foot where it is. But also that seems like something you could trip over to me. Like yeah, you know, you're hmm. just walking along and you trip over the side of the boardwalk. Dikes. And and I saw people's footprints in there. Oh yeah. I don't no know.
0: no actual feet though? No. Okay, that's good.
1: And and bison walk through there too. Sometimes sometimes the bison die. But um yeah, my my brother in law got a book from one of the bookstores called Deaths in Yellowstone. And one of them was at Grand Prismatic Springs, a guy jumped in after his dog. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And and they were telling him, Don't like, don't do it, don't do it. And he's like, I, I can't leave my dog. And so he went in after his dog. Oh. I think he actually got out but then died afterwards.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Burns are yeah. Nothing to be trifled with.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. It it yeah. just feels like so long ago. But we were there for nine days. It was amazing having the motorhome. Like everywhere we went, we had a bathroom, we had a kitchen. It was just so nice and sleeping on a real bed. When we got home and I came into my house, I was like, this is weird. Like this isn't my home. The motorhome is my home. Like that's where I've been living home. for 9 days.
0: <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. Yeah. I see you have a note in here about a cat. Did you get a new cat? Did your no,
1: cat die? We <laughs> We started feeding my cat wet food because uh, she only has two teeth. Oh, and she's actually like eleven years old, so she's like sixty in cat years.
0: Is that the the same cat you had in Stevenville, or a different cat?
1: No, it's a different cat now. Oh, okay, but she was used to eating all the time, like anytime she wanted. She just had dry food available, and now we had to put her on a schedule of two times a day because you can't just you can't just leave wet food out; it'll dry up and Then we discovered she never meowed before. And now we discover she's like meowing and whining all the time, wanting to be fed. And uh, I realized she she thinks like anytime we're in the kitchen and like stirring something, she thinks it's her food because we get out her food with a spoon and like put it in a bowl and stuff. And so I thought we need a trigger that she knows like when this, when you hear this, then it's time for food, right? And I was going to do like an alarm or something you know, a certain alarm that we don't use for anything else. But my wife had the idea of playing a specific song. I was like, okay, fine. a song's good. And she's like, what's like a cat song? And so she picked everybody wants to be a cat from the (laughs) Aristocats. Okay. Okay. And like at first it was fun and stuff, but now this song is stuck in my head all the time. (laughs) All the
0: time. (laughs) Wow. I was gonna say you could just go like Pavlov, and he used the bell. That's just a bell. that's what he did. I
1: know, I know. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> we. I think I think we're gonna have to switch. We we have to switch. I cannot go the rest of my life with this song stuck in my head all the time. And it's not as bad as my wife for for my wife. I don't know why, but I get like even weird parts of the song stuck in my head, like not even the main everybody, just. Just like the little saxophone riff. Like, do 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 do
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think there's any song that you could play that would not grow annoying hearing yeah. it twice a day, cool. every single day.
1: It's not annoying yeah. I still like it. Like, I, 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 I still like the part where the little kitten starts singing.
0: Oh, yeah. A rinky-dinky-dinky. That's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, a rinky-dinky-dink. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that, that that main cat singing that song is uh, also voiced Blue the bear from The Jungle Book?
0: I was unaware of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good.
1: I mean, do you do you have anything going on? Is it nothing nothing going on for well, you?
0: Well, I'd say the biggest thing I have going on, I don't remember if we've ever talked about this or not, is I've got a it's been in the works for quite a while, but I'm in the like I'm in the, the, like the, the, the final stages of this project. So we, pr- we promised my parents for Christmas that we would get all of their, uh, like all of our old home videos digitized oh. and like organized into some form or fashion to where they could be, you know, actually watched again. Cause you mm-hmm. know, they were all on old eight millimeter tape and, you know, not, not really super convenient, you know, to access or whatever. Yeah, And so, I mean, we went through just all sorts of ideas. Uh, so there is technology out there. You can use OBS to, you know, as long as you still have a way to play them. Yeah, You can play them into OBS, you know, to like get them digitized and then you can, you know, break them apart with other software, whatever kind of yeah. stuff. But we couldn't ever get the camcorder to like actually turn on Oh. And there was a tape stuck in the camcorder. Ooh. And so, like, I tried to watch some videos about, like, ways to get it out, but it's, like, really complicated to get out because there's not really a mechanism designed to get it out because it it goes two different directions, right? So it goes out, oh. and then it goes up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and so it's just, like, impossible. Like, essentially, like, people out there are like, Oh yeah, what you need is like a way to provide variable electricity so that you can provide just the right like electrical current to this motor. And I was like, I am not a, I'm not I'm not an electrical engineer. Like I I don't I don't know how to do that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, you know, sure enough, what I did was I found a company where I could mail off, you know, all of those tapes to get them digitized. And then like after all of this, I've gone through all of this hassle. My dad then all of a sudden remembers that he knows this guy who used to work on these camcorders like in the <laughs> 90s. And sure enough, that guy was able to get the camcorder working again. Now it works totally fine. What? <laughs> after like all of this. And so, yeah, we, we mailed in the last tape again, but. I mean, it's bizarre. Like, I don't know if you've gone through this process with your family, if y'all digitize. I think, I think my dad,
1: my dad did it himself.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, we we
1: had, um, like we didn't have to pay play it through the camcorder. I'm sure because either it was already on VHS or it was on one of those tapes where we had a VHS adapter that you could could plug it into or put it in a VCR.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, you probably had uh, yeah. So that's that was the pain point, right? Is that was a VHS C was mm-hmm. what that format was called, which could be converted into a VHS. Eight millimeter does not work like that. It it cannot be converted to VHS. So yeah. you had to you had to have something that could play it. Yeah, um,
1: I have been thinking about photos getting photos yeah. digitized.
0: Yeah, I, I may end up paying for photo digitization as well just because it's like you know like what happens if there's like a fire you know or something and those photos are just gone for forever you know like yeah that'd be a real shame you know so it's been a really cool experience like you know getting to see my grandparents alive you know and showing my wife like hey this is what my who my grandparents were and this is what they were like and it's definitely been really weird seeing myself again, like as a oh, like yeah. six, seven year old, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, probably the last video we had, I was maybe 12 or 13 or something. So it was only like a less than a 10 year period where, you know, the this camcorder was really used much, but it's mm-hmm. been it's been really cool just to kind of get to go back and, and relive, you know, some of those moments, like again, and (laughs) I I had a fun experience where, uh, two of the guys that like I went to church with and were in my grade, they, um, they did a performance (laughs) where they dressed up as women and they performed on stage, uh, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Uh (laughs) They had like a choreographed dance. (laughs) And so, you know, I just got to post about it. I didn't post the actual video on my like uh, high school, you know, class graduating year, like Facebook page. And people were like begging me for the footage and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm not posting that footage. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, it was cool just to, you know, get to relive some moments. Um, you know, all over again, um, which is really, really fun.
1: Yeah. No, I've, I've actually recently been going through and organizing my photos. I think somehow me or my wife have lost some photos from a trip she took to Europe. Mm. But other than that, I really only have photos going back to 2005 or 2002 when I had a little digital camera. Right. Right. And uh, I don't I don't have any photos for my parents, and I don't, I don't think they have very many photos digitized. I did scan in a photo the other day because there was a family. There were some some boys my son met in Yellowstone, and they they mailed us a photograph, oh, and so I cool. scanned it in, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how high of a quality you can get from scanning in a little what is it three by five photo."
0: Yeah, it's not. It's great. a
1: brand new photo, and and the actual print looks good. But now that it's scanned in, it's kind of like, uh, but what are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, it's. I would argue it's still better than nothing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's still like a a, a marker at least.
1: So. Yeah, I've also really been enjoying the the portrait mode on my iPhone. Yeah, like you can get some really cool looking pictures for sure. But yeah, I I, I also haven't figured out how to get my wife's photos and my photos to kind of together and all organized because she still has some on Google photos. That was a big thing. I had to get all my photos from, from Google photos to Apple photos. So it's all in one place, but she's mm-hmm. got some in Google photos. She's got some in Apple photos and they're all on her accounts, not my accounts. Like how do I, even if I got all of them from, from the past, she's going to continue taking photos that I will want in our library, but not all of them because she's going to take pictures of, like a product at the store and random things right. like that. And and I have that too. So it all kind of goes into the same place, which is good and bad because you got a bunch of garbage mixed in there with, with some really good photos. <laughs> and, yeah. and like Apple provides no good way to do family photo sharing. They have shared albums, but that's not the same. You have to specifically pick out a few photos to put in a specific album.
0: Yeah, that's no good.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I I've really enjoyed, uh, I haven't used it in a while cause I don't really take photos as much as I used to, but, uh, Adobe Lightroom is pretty slick for like organizing them. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: Yeah. What I've actually been doing is, uh, maybe overkill, but I, I kind of like it in Apple photos. I made a smart album and the rules for the smart album are if the photo is not in an album, then show it and gotcha. so i can just i can just look at that in the the that album's called not in album so i can look at that and it shows me everything that's not in an album and then i just go through and add them to an album so that nice. everything is in at least one album
0: yeah i struggled too with like how do i organize like do i go by year or like right by person or by trip or by <laughs> location or yeah it gets I, really tough
1: i have I have a set of uh, folders at the top. One is called places. And then within that folder is various places that they're kind of common places. And I put photos in there. Yeah. And then I have one for people. It's not everyone, but the most important people. Cause I mean, Apple photos also does the face detection. So it's not this, this aspect's not completely necessary, but it does help me get photos into at least one album. And then I have things. So like, I haven't got an album for board games and I've got an album for buildings and signs because, you know, sometimes I just take pictures of signs that I think are funny and at least now I have one place where I can go see them all. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then, and then I have a, a folder for each year. And then instead of that albums for very specific events like Easter and Yellowstone and stuff. But I don't know, I'm using albums for other things too. Like I've got an album for keys where I realized I had so many keys and I might forget what they go to. So I wrote down like this key is for this and took a picture of that key with with the label of what it's for. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. So now I just have an album of keys and if I'm like, okay, I can hold up my key to my screen and say, okay, it looks like that key.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I've heard some people go to like, like nail polish, like paint it with like nail polish or something that way. you know, but then you have to take the time to actually paint them, which I would never do. Yeah, (laughs) Thankfully, I only have a couple of keys, so it's not really hard for me to keep track of.
1: And then I've got, I've got albums for gift ideas for my wife and also things that my son wants. When we're in a store and he's like, I want that. I just take a picture of it.
0: You're like, all right, I'll think about it. Yeah.
1: Makes him feel better. All right. Are we done? I guess so. Okay. I'll let you know if I ever figure out how to work with photos between two people in the same family.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. I've just accepted that like there's some photos my wife is going to have, some photos I'm going to have, and it is what it is. Yeah. All right. (sighs)